Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. My name is Julie Smith and I'm filling in for Steve Schultz today. We're recording this on Tuesday, February 20th, and we will air it tomorrow on Wednesday, February 21st. And as always, I'm excited when I get to fill in and host and be with you all. And we have a great show today. I have the privilege of interviewing Kat Kerr, and it will be seriously good, and you'll find out why. But we, but before we bring Kat on, we wanted to run this well spot to show you where your generous donations are going. Um, and we wanted to thank you for continuing to support Elijah's dreams. And thanks to your generosity, every three days, we partner in the drilling of a new water well to give a community new life and opportunity. Here's a look at the process from the surveying the land to the drilling. Many people do not have access to safe, clean water, which is why we have made it our mission to help change that. It takes time prayer and research to identify the right locations for new water wells. As we discover a village that could use clean water, we travel there to get to know the people. We cover a lot of ground and spend countless hours on our way to visit the unclean water sources and back again as we search for the ideal spot for the new well. The exciting part comes next. The surveyor confirms that the water is present and then the drilling team is mobilized. Water eventually springs forth. The community's happiness explodes. A realization that sets in and know that God has heard their cry for help. Following the completion of the well and the installation of the custom sign, a celebration praising and thanking God is held. Many come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Destinies are being changed around the globe, one clean water well at a time. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Wow, that is amazing. It's so cool to see the beginning process to the finished product. You are part of the dream team that makes this happen. And we thank you for partnering with us to make a huge impact in people's daily lives around the world. So with that, let's bring on Pat Kerr. Hello, Miss Kat Kerr. How are you today? Oh, thank you. I'm so excited about being here today. I always love doing Elijah's Dreams. It really has changed so many people's lives. I hear so much about it everywhere, even if I travel. And now, of course, I'm getting recognized in a lot of places, which is God's plan, not mine. I was always one uh, of the 15 kids that my mom had, you know, that wanted to hide. Not because I was afraid. I just didn't have much to say. And so out of the 15, God picked me to be the public speaker all over the world. Of course he did. He also picked me out of all the 15 to have pink hair, which you know why. God said I couldn't hide anywhere I went, which was his plan. So here I am, excited and always ready to share whatever revelation of the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit has given me. We do have a lot to say today. Yes, we do. That's so cool because I am one of seven children that my mom had, and I'm the baby of the family on my mom's yes. side. So yay. <laughs> And I, and I feel the same way. I'm 
you know, I've always considered myself an introvert that, you know, I would rather, you know, be behind the scenes and, you know, just live life, you know, undercover. But I know that when he gifts us and anoints us, it's time to come out with your gifts because you know, you're doing it for him and his kingdom. And it's not about you. It's about him. It's not. not. Yeah. I tell people even now, you know, and, and Jesus actually came in person and said the father and he were going to pick me to be a revelator of heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. And what, what can you say? He's sitting next to me of all places on my love seat. How about that? My favorite place to sit. And so he did come, he came in the middle of the night and I was always awake and sat next to me with his arm He said, we're going to, we're tired of the myths and the mysteries of the enemy and the world has told about us. So we're going to have the truth revealed. We're picking you. And I'm like, Yay. I didn't want to say me. <laughs> I've been in church uh, my whole life. We lived on pews practically. We were every special service. And I did help in, in our church um, a lot, but never thought I'd be on the platform speaking. But I can tell you, when you see lives change and you see people just mm-hmm. love the hand of God and what he has prepared in heaven for all of us that have received Christ, it really does kind of make it worth it. <laughs> yes, it does. You know, I'm I'm a seer too, and we're going to get into that. But even as I'm looking into your eyes, I'm seeing into your spirit, man, into your soul being. And there is just like rushing wind. It, it's like a whirlwind of God lives inside of you. And it's just like mind blowing to look into you and see that. So, you know, amen to that. You're such a gift to the body of Christ. And I just honor you for your giftings and all that you've poured out and will pour out in the days ahead. And, you know, what you do is just as important because somebody has to be there to let the word be given. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can't be everywhere, but I can always do this. Mm -hmm. And you never know what one life you might impact that might be somebody God's prepared for something great. And maybe they didn't think they were, but maybe Mm -hmm. after hearing, you know, how God uses your gift, what does he give your gift? What does he say? It's not, he's not going to replace it. He's not going to take it away. And guess what? The gift you are. Now I'm talking about now about your natural gift. There's a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. You know, in spiritual attributes, then there's your natural gift that you actually use in your flesh. The natural gift he'll never take away. And that's what you get to do in heaven. Uh, all, we'll talk about that maybe in a few minutes. But it is exciting to know this is how you're made. Why do you think he says you're wonderfully and perfectly made? Mm-hmm. When you find out about the whole of you and not just a part of you, body, soul, and spirit is all needed. It's all used by God and all very important to, to our being to understand all three of those. So, but that was wonderful that you saw that because I actually see that when I look in the mirror. Yay! I see the whirlwind of God. Sometimes I see flames. Sometimes I see hands of color. And and many times when I'm speaking about the Father, He will appear in the form of a round rainbow that's moving. I see it outside my car. I see it in rooms. I see it in the hotel room lots of times. I know that's the Father. That's one of His images. Now He does have a body. All three of them, by the way, people, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all have a body. And the three in one is the simplest thing, explanation you'll ever hear. When I'm caught up to heaven, many times I look like I'm eight. You know why? Because the eight-year-old can't wait to share. They're not going to go, well, what will people think? You know, what if they don't like it? They don't care. They just can't wait to share. So that's what I'm like. And the Father caught me up one time and said, we're going to show you the three in one. People Mm -hmm. don't understand the spirit realm operations or even us. So the father's sitting on his throne. There's Jesus at his right side. There's the Holy Spirit on the left side. 
And the father says, let's do it. I mean, he really has the sense of humor. Then all of a sudden, Jesus steps fully inside the father. Holy Spirit steps fully inside of, the, of Jesus. And all three are in one being. And he goes, here we are. This is the three in one. This is the Godhead. And then the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit steps out, goes back to the left. Jesus steps out and goes to the right. And he goes, here we all are, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's really that simple. And the reason is, of course, they understand they have the ability to go inside of each other. But guess what? One day when you go home to heaven, you're going to get to step inside there too. You might be surprised at what you see. And sometimes I just want to wait to share. But that fully explains what the three-in-one is. It's three individuals becoming one Godhead the triune Godhead, and a lot of stuff are done by all of them, sometimes different, sometimes two of them together. And uh, But it's just exciting. Over almost 20 years of revelation, nonstop revelation. Mm -hmm. I, I have been there over a thousand times. And so it's real easy because I'm a, not just a seer, but I have I also have, I have the ability to retain what I have seen. And mm -hmm. so that's why God picked me. One of the reasons he picked me. Also, he said, I would look good with pink hair. Jesus said, you'll look good with pink hair. <laughs> and pink is so, one of my favorite colors, too. I love pink. Really? This is a different shade of pink. I guess it's more of a mauve pink. Yes. Yes, it is. So anyway, definitely, definitely. I'm very excited about what God has asked me to do. And he told me, this is the other thing he said, don't be prepared to die anytime soon. Mm -hmm. You're not going anywhere until I say you are. So I don't even think about it. I don't even think about dying. I mean, and even if I did, it wouldn't be for the same reason that people would think. I celebrate. When a family member dies, I have a party and celebrate. I'm beside myself excited. I know where they're going. I know what they'll be able to see and what they'll be able to do in heaven, their lifestyle, how they operate, the relationships that you have. But, of excuse me, of course, seeing and getting to see Jesus all the time is one of the greatest parts of that. Incredible. So, Kat, I hear you have an amazing update for us today about Capitol Hill. Yes, what I do. Like to share? Well, let's, um, you know, I've told you, you know, I've been to heaven many times, of course, but not just to see heaven. Many times the father will show up in my room or Jesus, will, they'll walk through the wall and then they'll tell me something. I know it's something really important if that happens. And so the father did actually come and talk to me about Capitol Hill. So when I say update, I really mean that this is straight from heaven. And the father wants everyone to know he has plans for Capitol Hill, mm -hmm. not what the left wants, not what the enemy wants. You know, he calls America his gift to the world. And we all know that the, the, the world is Jesus's and the fullness there belongs to him. Nothing belongs to Satan, actually, only what he can kill, steal and destroy and do things with. And he has really been using Capitol Hill, if you haven't noticed. Of course, I don't mm -hmm. watch a lot of news myself. Mm -hmm. I get my reports from heaven. And there's a couple other places I can go if I want to get something or know what's going on here on the earth. But it's about to be raised, R-A-Z-E, by the host of heaven. Now, I'm not going to tell you who's going to be doing this, even when it's going to happen, but it will. Raised means raised, not razzed, okay? It's about to be taken down. All the darkness in the spirit realm is about to be dealt with in D.C. A lot of the stuff that's going on now starts there, or at least part of it is, is uh, headed up there. Not just there, but also in the White House. We do know that a lot of the public buildings there. I, I've been to D.C. quite a few times. And actually, uh, it's a beautiful place normally. So a lot of people probably don't even want to go there right now with all that's going on or what you would see there. But it's about to change. 
And I can tell you this year is definitely going to be the biggest change we've seen in probably 50 years at all in many places, in many different ways. But Capitol Hill especially, that the Supreme Court, I mean, God is not happy with what they've tried to do with this country. And of course, I can't leave America out. I mean, it's written in our capital. It's written in the Supreme Court. It's written even in the White House, America, the beautiful, you know, and God really does love America. And he's about to go through places. Now, those who think they're hiding, forget it. That's never going to work. The God of all creation knows where everything is, what's going on, who did it, when they did it, and how they did it. So pretty much that's about to be revealed. Not by me. I don't know all that stuff, but God does know what it is. And he knows what's going on. And whether people knew it or not, I can say this. There have been special forces that have already been in place, um, disguised, that, you know, the enemy thinks he knows everything. The enemy thinks he's got everything down and it's all done and it's all over. No, it's not. Your butt, the devil, is about to get kicked to the curb, stepped on like a doormat. And God's going to go do the things he wants to do, he planned to do. Uh, many very special papers have been written and recorded. And I know people don't be upset if, you know, some things have been destroyed or maybe you'll never see them again. Ta statues have been torn down that shouldn't have. I, I know, well, I might as well say the left. They wanted to do everything the way they want to and they think they've gotten away with not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not on God's watch. God is very much aware of what's going on in this country and not just this country, but the world. But America has a very big place in this world. And that's how God planned it. It isn't that he doesn't, lo he loves it more than the other ones. But what happens here is very important to him. And they're going to have to stop taking away jobs, taking away income, taking away our, our things that are promised us according to the Constitution. They have a lot of plans. And God said that stuff is not going to happen. Even if you see it happen, it's about to change. He's going to go foot by foot through the whole entire area of D.C., Washington, D.C., visit all the federal buildings, but especially the Capitol building. I know what the Capitol building represents, and right now it's not really representing God or this nation. Most things there aren't representing this nation as a reality of what it is. We are a free country, and God made us free, and he's going to keep us free. So I can just tell you, a lot of the people in the Capitol building who have been, a lot of them have lost their jobs. They replace them with people who are either criminals. I'm, I don't, I'm afraid to say any of this because I know it's true. Uh, so, so much evidence has already been collected, which that's not me knowing that. Yeah. It's so many other people in different groups knowing it. So if they think they've gotten away with stuff, they're wrong and they are going to be judged. Judged, judgment is coming because justice is already here. Justice at the Capitol building is really what I'm talking about. Justice, the justice of God, the courtroom of heaven has already held court. And no one down here has anything to do with that where well, you can pray about things, but you don't make decisions. The father is the chief judge. Jesus Christ is our head advocate. And let me tell you, they have had meetings in heaven. Maybe you all never thought they did that. Yes, they do. Not because they have to worry about anything, but decide what they're going to do with what's going on. And I promise you, this, the, the Capitol Hill is going to be changed. Uh, I don't know if they have razor wire there yet. I know they I think pretty sure they have razor wire around the White House and several other places in D.C. because they're trying to protect themselves, not from us. It's from other things that are about to happen that they think they're going to do. But that's not going to happen either. So I can tell you as a prophet, 
you get a part of the vision or a part of the picture. I've heard other people talk and say some things, not the same things I would say, but it still points to one thing, judgment and justice is coming. And it's going to hit Capitol Hill. One of the first places it will hit will be Capitol Hill. You will be seeing people who have been caught, caught that they have evidence against them. You're going to see things being charged against them. You may be see, seeing sentences made. Um, I know according to some of the laws of our country, which they obviously don't know anything about, and I don't, I'm not smart enough to know them either, but I do know that there are some laws in our country that can act on behalf of the people. We, the people, have this country. The ones running it for us are under us. They don't get to be God. They, they act like they're God, but they are not God. So they're about to be shocked and stunned. And people will be delighted. Even God said great joy is about to start and spring up in the heart of people. Hope is coming. Hope is coming to the hearts of the people in this country that think it's all going to be lost or it's all going to end or Jesus is coming in the rapture. Forget your rapture rug, stick it in the closet somewhere because you're not going anywhere. We haven't even had time to rule and reign with Christ yet. Not fully. And the manifested sons and daughters haven't even stepped out to start doing the stuff it talks about in the Bible. So let me tell you, nothing is going to end until the Father says it ends. And in this time, he's already been preparing for what's coming. The, the glory of God, the fire of God, baptism and fire, the lightning power of God, just streams and streams and streams seeing with open eyes of the river of life coming down from heaven. There's so many things that will be different for people who ever lived before. I do know also that God is sending more prophets than he has ever sent before. He said that to me himself. So things are going to change. The voice of God will be heard more in many different places. I know right now that I like to take the prophets out and do away with them. That ain't going to happen either. If I were you, I wouldn't mess with a prophet. Okay, you don't touch God's anointed and the prophets okay. do hear from God. And you wouldn't have a chance. And I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you something you don't hear a lot. The truth. Okay. The truth is this. It is God's. It's in his hands. And yes, he is going to do something. But Capitol Hill will be one of the first places that gets to be hit with the glory of God. And I can tell you right now, a million of the hosts, and I know this firsthand, a million of the hosts have been sent to D.C. in particular, but also the Capitol building. And also the Supreme Court, they're about to go there and become whirlwinds to take out the spiritual wickednesses, crowding those places and keep, keeping those people prepared to do evil things. So you're going to see major changes come, especially to Capitol Hill. Amazing. And we can't wait. And while you were speaking, I just heard this quick word from the Lord. Capitol Hill will do my will. That's right. That's a good one. <laughs> do my will. Can we just take a quick moment and pray into everything you said for Capitol yes. Hill? I mean, Absolutely. we've got thousands of viewers watching. Let's all just yes. pray for Capitol Hill for a minute. Yes. yes. Well, Father, we thank you right now for your will, your way to be done in Capitol Hill. We thank you, God, that we know that you're going to protect the ones that, you know, that belong to you, that love you, that have served you. Even those I know that have been in different places, you know, uh, gathering stuff and doing things. But God, we pray that you know, Father, that you want even the most vilest sinner to be saved. That is what your word says. And I know a lot of people probably would have ended up in hell if they hadn't had people praying for them, mm -hmm. standing in the gap for them. So God, we do that right now for all the people who live there, who live in D.C. proper. I pray for them, God, that they'll have understanding 
that they'll have encounters with you. We thank you, God, for the host of heaven. We're also coming not just for that purpose, but also to help people that need help, that have cried out to you. God, we thank you that we know that if you hear our prayers, you answer them. So thank you, God, that you're sending help also for people who truly need help in that area. I thank you, Father, especially for the seniors, for the elderly, for the ones who are infirmed, especially for the children, God, that's been involved in some really bad situations. I thank you for intervening on their behalf. I, I pray, God, that you have a whole tribe of angels that do nothing but rescue those children. So we thank you, God, that that's going to happen also. A lot of the ones who've been kidnapped, who's been abused, will be found, will be found safe and returned home. We thank you, God, for all that. We thank you for your plans, your will, your way this day. The now time of God has arrived. And that's what he said, call it. The now time of God has arrived. The now time for, for judgment. The now time right now to help people, to solve things, to change things, to make them even better than they were before. I thank you, God, that we bless you. We praise your holy name. You are worthy to be praised. We recognize who you are. We know you have sovereign power. I know that you know the best thing to do in the best time, God. And so everybody get ready for the greatness of God to be shown to you. The suddenness of God will happen without expecting them. Things are about to happen that they never expected to happen. That will shock them and stun them. And I can tell right now, some people will fall on their face, begin to cry out to God when that is realized that they have been doing things that are wrong before the throne of God, wrong towards humanity. But God, I thank you that this is the now time of God to bring of that stuff to an end, the beginning of the end of that, not the beginning of the true end. That is not going to be for several hundred years, if you ever wonder, people. So thank you, God, for people who have divine purposes that you told them they're still going to get to finish their journey, finish their race, God. And I thank you, Father, for this being done. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Amen. And while you were praying, I saw angels handing scrolls to um, men in like light linen suits and they're carrying the glory of the Lord. And these angels were handing them scrolls and then they unraveled the scrolls and they were making decrees and declarations at Capitol Hill. And it's like, you don't even have to worry because at that very moment that you need it, God is going to fill your mouth. He's handing you those scrolls and you're going to declare a thing and it'll be established out of the scrolls of heaven. So we thank you for those uh, men and women that you have anointed their Lord, that um, they are going to declare your glory. They're going to declare your word and they're, they're going to change Capitol Hill. And Amen. as we give them those scrolls, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. Amen and amen. All right. Awesome. Well, it was so good. That could be a show just right there, couldn't it? <laughs> it could be. We're, well, we're going to see yeah. so much supernatural stuff happen that we've heard, mm -hmm. read about in the Bible and heard that others had done that. But you know, there's not just the works we'll be doing. The greater works that we'll be doing will be very powerful. Yes. And so I've been shown probably at least 150 years into the future mm -hmm. and people are still celebrating Christmas believe it or not, Thanksgiving, uh, families were there. The end had not come yet when he showed me that. So there's a season that is going to get greater and greater and glory, more glory and glory in the light of God before it starts to turn the other way. At one point, it will turn the other way, but not these next generations. We're going to have some of those powerful believers that have been born on the earth, those who've been on the earth already 70, 80, 90 years. They may live to be 200. A lot of them he's going to wow. keep here for that purpose. Because you have to have those that can lead the young. 
or lead those who are under you and train people. I tell people, I don't go just to share good stories. I go to train so that they can do the same things that God has shown me about. And that's how you get it. You get it by hearing and then applying, but don't live your life partially in the darkness apart in the light. You're not going to win by doing that. You're not going to bless the heart of God. So, you know, what's wonderful uh, is to hear another seer talk because yeah. it is an unusual gift. And I, I love, I love being a seer. You know, it doesn't matter. I can't, I don't really go by what men say to me or people ask me if it goes along with what God has said, I'll do that. But at the moment things are happening, he's already showing me. Literally, he will show me, not just talk to me about it. So we need more seers. That's what we need, more seers. Uh, they're called, I think, Nabi prophets or something like that is one of the things that they call them. Uh, they're eagle prophets also are seers uh, because the eagles go high, they fly, they see more and do more. So it's really a great thing. And now I'm jumping ahead of what you wanted to say. <laughs> go ahead. You go ahead. No, Nat. that's good. That probably leads to a good question. But I wanted to just, you know, um, honor you in your gifting and um, confirm it. Because I remember I wanted to share a couple of quick uh, visions that I had in Israel. You came on our trip a few years ago to that's Israel. Right. And it was an awesome time of, you know, seeing over Israel and over Jerusalem and seeing the heartbeat of God there. Yeah. And um, I just loved it so much. And I can't wait to go back someday. I, 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 I was told the next time we go, I, I get to go. So I'm like, yes, Yay. I can't wait. So um, when we were in the last supper room, I'm sure you remember that um, in Israel, um, all of a sudden I go into a vision right there and I see this angel that lit himself on fire like a big lighter he just lit himself on fire yeah. and he went up to the ceiling and he came down onto the um tree it was like an olive tree sculpture in the middle of the room yes. and he um continually did that all he did was light himself on fire went, go up to the ceiling and come down and he was it felt like he was a watchman in that um in the last supper room. That's and it cool. reminded me of the scripture from Hebrews one seven that says, and of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. So that was so cool to see that. And then later on in the trip, when you had, you know, um, shared um, at one of the conferences, you had said something like there is a angel a flaming fiery angel in that room and he watches over that room day and night and that's his job i'm like oh my gosh i'm seeing the same thing cat cursing and i was so excited to yes, see yes. what you see and so that kind of leads to one of my uh questions do seers often see the same exact thing maybe a little variation but do they see a lot of the same things in the spirit at the same time i think yes i think they do i think mm -hmm. especially if it's something that god is wanting them to know more about uh or understand about then he will absolutely do that i i've known of that happening in to a lot of people a lot of seers have seen things like that mm -hmm. and uh, they've seen the throne you know but even in heaven they've seen different things but on earth even on earth they've seen a lot a lot of angels especially they have very defined positions it's not like there's a whole, you know, there's not a whole herd of angels, basically the easiest way to say it. And he just picks one. That's not the way it happens in heaven. Angels are made in tribes. The host, which is the army, is made in tribes that are different from the ones that are the ones that are under Gabriel. Gabriel's under the worker angels. You know, the, 
uh, messenger angels, the courier angels. He's under all that type. But Michael's over under only one type. That would be the army of heaven, the host of heaven is what he's under. And some of them are actually creatures. They're strange creatures. Some have four eyes. Some have six eyes. Some have eyes in the front of their head and the back of their head. So it's quite an unusual to walk through the mall. And I see a situation where there's a couple angels by somebody and they're discussing that person and I can see it and hear it. And they, some of them are been fire angels and they do that same thing. They will, they will also, it is almost like lighting a flame and then their whole body's a flame like that. Mm -hmm. And then they will actually dive around this person that they get closer and closer and closer and closer to them. And then they actually put their hand in them sometimes and they make a deposit in them. They make a deposit of God in that person. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know who the person was. I didn't know that person, but I was watching this. I'm walking through the mall is a good way to do that. You never know what you're going to see or find. Uh, some of the shops had demonics outside of them because they, they sold stuff that was that. So I understand there and said, I take authority over you in Jesus name. Uh, your assignment is not just in. it is canceled and you're kicked out in Jesus name. Get out right now in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. You will not bring your filth or your defilement in this place anymore. I walk through the shop. I nullified everything on every page, every statue, everything that was in there that would not affect one single person that came in the door. And then I posted two hosts there and they remain. And anybody that tried to bring stuff in that was not of God, they would actually turn around and go back out. So I was taking care of that shop. Okay. Cause I'm not going to tolerate that where I shop, that's not going to happen. So you will find yourself not just seeing things happen. You will begin to post the host there, the host to remain there, to be watchers also. So God sets watchers everywhere. I've seen him set them like maybe a hundred in the city at different locations. Usually the government, sometimes it's a couple of the churches, sometimes it's by people's homes. He's chosen to do special things for him. But that is true about the fire angels. Yes. And it does say it makes they make his ministers flames of fire. And that also tells you how part of the fire of God is going to be delivered when it comes in mass. Sometimes the angels are going to bring that fire down from heaven. Some of it will fall like rain on people and people sometimes for the first time, it will open up an anointing in them to mm -hmm. see into the spirit. So there's a lot more than just feeling this warm feeling on you. I know people have had right. a measure of the, of baptism in fire. I myself have had a big bunch of it, not the fullness of the day that will happen. There is a day appointed for that to come to this earth. Like it was in the upper room. And I also want you to know when I was in the upper room, I saw the fiery portal that Holy mm -hmm. Spirit came through when he brought that fire in the book of Acts. And so oh, wow. it's still actually there. That fire is still lit up there. The tomb that's there, the tomb where uh, Christ was and the stone was rolled away. Yes. I walked up. There were two angels posted there. You may have heard that when I talked about that. Walked up and they were still there. They were the same angels. And the father saying those are the same ones who not only guarded the tomb. But they're the same two who brought him the cup in the garden that he had to drink all the stuff from. And because they were willing to do that, I let them remain to guard the tomb of Christ until what day he, they don't have to do that anymore. They are the ones who stole, wrote this, wrote this, stole it away, but they're also the ones who brought that cup. And by the way, the cup he drank out of in the garden was an actual cup. As we all know, Jesus was a carpenter under Joseph. And Jesus did better and better and better in what he was making. Then he got into cups to make cups, all different types of cups. Mm -hmm. And he would actually go to the mountains to visit with his father, his father from heaven. And one time he went, he took a cup, the cup he made for him in his own hands. 
takes it, took that to him. When he had to drink it in the garden, the father sent the stuff back to him with those two angels for him to drink out of his own cup he made. Amazing. And you didn't know this, but I actually was going to ask you this next uh, encounter that I had at the garden tomb in Jerusalem, and you had no idea. So later on, I was at the garden tomb um, where, of course, Jesus was laid in Jerusalem, and I saw mighty angels guarding the tomb. And when awesome. I went inside, it was the presence of the Lord was the most powerful I have ever felt on planet Earth. I have right. never in any location felt that power and that presence. And I, I just wanted to stay there. But, you know, they scoot you by real quick. OK, time's up. You know, there's a long line to get in. And so yeah. I, I I went out and was like forever changed. And I had to get back in there. So I actually cut in line. You <laughs> and cut I in line to go back. Yeah, I cut in line to go back again to experience that. And I almost missed my tour bus. They had to uh, stop the tour bus and come find me. They thought, you know, I was lost. He's not so here. I, I almost missed my tour bus because I went in a second time into the tomb. And later on, you had shared. I was like, you know, why is that the most powerful presence I have ever felt on the earth? I was asking myself because, you know, he's not there anymore. And so why is his presence so powerful? And you had shared later that the DNA of Christ is still in that tomb. That's, that's right. why it's so powerful. And that's another confirmation. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I've never felt anywhere in the world. Yeah, the presence that's absolutely power. true. It was, it was powerful when, when I when I stepped yeah. in, in the tomb also. It was powerful. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, I was undone. I, I know and understand almost anyone who operates in a powerful anointing. And of course, we know Christ had the greatest, oh, yes. uh, his anointing that remains with him. Now it does stay with the body. Mm -hmm. So when he, even though he had left the tomb, you know, when he, when he went down and went to Abraham's bosom that first night, uh, I'm talking about when he left the cross, he went to Abraham's bosom, which is in the earth, way across over from where hell is. Abraham's bosom or paradise is where God kept Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, all those who belong to him. No one, when they passed, went to heaven until Christ died on the cross and made a way for that to happen. They didn't. Yeah. They were held in this beautiful place. They had golden buildings in Abraham's bosom and paradise. That's why it was called paradise. Beautiful flowers. They had a river that ran down their streets. The streets were gold, sort of like heaven. But this is where God's who believed in him, the faithful, were kept. And so this is the funny part is when Jesus died on the cross, remember what he said to the thief, today you should be with me in paradise. And a lot of people go, well, Jesus went back to heaven. I went, no, he didn't. He didn't do that until he raised from the dead. He had assignments from the mm -hmm. father. So he descended in Abraham's bosom, met with the thief, met his own father who raised him. Joseph was there. And of course, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were all there. He preached the gospel to them. He came and led them. The captivity captive was them because they couldn't ascend to heaven until Christ had poured his blood out. So even though he visited them at that time, he didn't lead them out at that moment. But they went to see him, meet him, and also the thief that he promised that he would see them. But the anointing is so powerful in your body. That's why people will feel it later when they go visit where they're, they're their uh, family members are laid. Uh, and the, cra the crazy thing is I can touch my father's urn. The disasters are in. I can feel it through the urn. Yes. His anointing. 
When I went into King David's tomb and laid my hand near the tomb, I could feel his anointing coming from that tomb because his body was still in there. So Jesus, even though he was in below in the spirit, his body was in the tomb. His body physically laid in that tomb for those three days. And it literally coated the stone that he laid on. So his anointing was in there. His presence was in there because that's where he was. And that's where he came up from. The other thing is, you didn't just feel the anointing he carried on earth when his body came up from hell on the third day and exploded back into that tomb and he entered his body. It was there too. So then he had his resurrected anointing, which is even greater than the other anointing, which is why it was so powerful. It was a powerful, it was a powerful thing to experience. That's amazing. And uh, you're right about you know, feeling somebody's, you know, presence or DNA, I guess, because my mom passed away about three and a half years ago. And we had her urn for a little bit before we laid her to rest. And I remember just like touching the urn, I was like, Oh, my goodness, I can feel that. And it's yes. like her DNA. And it's like, wow, it freaked me out a little bit, honestly. And I was like, Oh, my and the Lord just said, that's her DNA. That's, you know, uh, you know, you can feel still feel her presence there. And so I know she's with the Lord, obviously. Body. You know, yeah. It may be ashes, but it's still there with her yeah. where she's at. And mm -hmm. so I, I understand really is too. And I asked my mom, didn't wash anything that he had. My dad had very special favorite sweaters. And all, I mean, he could have asked for a lot of stuff. I asked for his Bible, which yes, she gave it to me. And my mom, of course, is still with us. She's 90 something. She's asking mm -hmm. for at least 120. But I said, I want that old sweater he wore. And when I put that sweater on, it was like him holding me. It was wow. so strong. He wore it more than anything else. And the anointing was so strong in that sweater. But you have to remember when the lady touched the hem of Jesus's yeah. garment. Yep. Not his body, not this. Mm -hmm. What was on it, she touched that and she was healed instantly because of the anointing that it carried because it came from him. It flowed from him continually. So people, I found that many times, no matter who had something or wore something, if I had it before it got, got washed, but I don't even know if that would take it off because I don't think you can wash the anointing off. But my, my dad, one of my favorite things is his old beat up orangey brown sweater uh, because he wore it so much. It's still got the anointing on it. Yeah. It's kind of like prayer cloths, right? When you can, you can yes. pray over a cloth and give that to someone. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Awesome. Yep. And so to go back a little bit into the seer gifting, um, who do you consider a seer? I mean, is it an actual title? I know people can ask to see more in the spirit, but may not have the title of the seer. Can you explain that a little bit? The difference of, you know, has it, does it take God to anoint you with the title of the seer? Or um, can we all, you know, see much more in the spirit and um, ask for that gift? I think you can ask for it anytime you want to. I would say mm -hmm. he would give it to those who are really following the path he has for them. Yeah. Uh, the ones who are serious about belonging to him, those who want him to be their Lord and Savior. There's a difference. Your Savior is the one who died for you. You choose him as Lord. That means he gets to share things with you, maybe even help instruct you or teach you or something like that. So I think somebody should be pursuing both of those. But I know children that have a seer anointing. Mm -hmm. Some people like a prophet are sent the office of the prophet comes with you he puts it in you before he sends you he does it also with a seer anointing but i know a lot of people that have accumulated or have increased their seer ability 
Now, mm-hmm. sometimes they've had meetings where people have seer meetings and people come to get anointed and you get a measure. If I lay hands on people and, and tell God they want the seer anointing, would you please impart it to them? And I lay hands on them because I carry that gift. They get a measure of it. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And I would encourage people, if you're beginning to develop that or God has given it to you, if you close your eyes, this is how you test it. You can test it with your eyes open. Obviously, you'll see things in the spirit realm. Uh, It's like another whole world around you. But you know that it's beginning to develop. If your eyes shut and you see sparks of light, bright sparks of light, yeah. or beyond that, you see swirls of color. Or sometimes I would, when I visit California, see my friend and speak to her, I, I would in the morning wake up, but not open my eyes. I would see a, like a column of eyes looking at me. That's what was yes. in the spirit. And even when I opened my eyes, I would see them, but clearly see them. When I would look and I would see eyes, like all kinds of sets of eyes, just like this in front of me while I'm sleeping, like a column of them. So there's different ways you can go say, hey, if you begin to see these things, not partially open your eyes and you begin to see these things, then that is a seer anointing beginning to develop in your life. And sometimes God may wait to get to a different age or something that he gives it to you, but he doesn't say you can't have it. If he doesn't say you can't have it, you can seek it. You seek it for all your worth. You want to do that, especially though, it's for his purposes. Why would he give it to you? Why would he want you to have it? And so a lot of people he uses for watchmen on the walls. A lot of intercessors have a measure of it. Sometimes he'll give you a measure of it for a season. Then he will increase that measure, then increase that measure, then increase that measure. And so, um, but I've always been able to see, even when I was little, I would see angels and things like that. And then as I got more into whatever he wanted me to do and I was following his path, I got even stronger. So, and God told me one day, no matter where you go, light will come from you and people will see it. But you know, that happened in Moses. Remember when Moses, he came back down the mountain and from being in God's presence, his face yeah. was shining, kind of freaked him all out. Mm-hmm. That was the glory of the, of the father being there, the glory of the Lord being there. And he was in that presence. It begins to absorb into you. And so I don't know why, but I guess he let me, I went somewhere, we went somewhere, I went to use, um, I guess I was looking for the ladies room or something. When I walked in this building, it was like a campground. When I walked in, it was dark. There's no lights, the light's not working. The Holy Spirit said, go further in. I walked in further and all of a sudden it was lit up. Where'd that light come? This is me saying this, right? Where's that light come from? Where's that light? Who's got that light? Who brought that light? And then I went in the stalls, I was looking for somebody. They were all open anyway. And so no matter where I looked, the light was there to find the Holy Spirit said, why don't you go out there and look in the mirror? I walked out, look in the mirror and light was literally pouring from me. I started laughing. He was laughing because it was coming for me. He was showing me what he meant in the word when he said, even the night shall be light round about you. That's the scripture in the Bible. So if that hasn't happened to you, Julie, get ready for it to happen. <laughs> Amen. I was just going to share with you. There are times when I wake up and all of a sudden I see all these eyes. And yes. it almost looked like owl's eyes, like a bunch of owl eyes yes. looking at me. And every time I see that, I know that an increase in the seer gifting is here. Like he's about to give you an increase. So we yes. can always grow and, and and increase our anointing in the seer gifting. So I would just encourage our viewers when you 
um, start seeing a lot of eyes in the spirit, know that your increase is here. And, and I'm going to ask Kat before we leave to pray for the seer anointing for our view, viewers. So stay tuned for that. And, um, you know, I wanted to touch on something real quick that I know a lot of seers deal with and people that see a lot in the spirit deal with. They feel like they're misfits. They feel like they don't belong. They start seeing all of these things and they don't know how to manage them and hone in on them and utilize their gifts in their everyday lives. And they've even been told, you know, you have your head in the clouds all the time, you know, get your head out of the clouds because you see things that are just outlandish. So how would you encourage those who feel like they're misfits because of the things that they see in the spirit? I always say you're blessed to the Lord and you need to see yeah. it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we aren't supposed to be normal people. We were never exactly. meant to be normal. We are supernatural. And a supernatural person, that would be normal. Walking on air, walking on water, you know, seeing things in the spirit, uh, having encounters with angels or encounters with Jesus Christ, you know, seeing the miraculous played out in front of you by God. Tomorrow this is going to happen in this place and this is exactly what will happen. You'll begin to have things like that happen to you. Or the Father will give you an assignment. I want you to fly here. Don't don't have a return destination except where you're coming. You're not going to that. You're going to the airport. You go to this airport. You, this is this is how detailed it can get. You yeah. go to the airport. You write a scrap of something on this paper. I'm going to give you. You don't know this person. When you get to the airport, go to the lunch where the lunchroom is. You stand there in the food court, and you'll see this person. This actually happened. Come in a blue like a like a workman's outfit, like a one piece outfit, like maybe a wrench man or something like that. You know, someone who works on cars He said, when you see that man and he goes to the line and gets his food and he sits down in his chair to bow his head, you will run up and say, this note is from God, be blessed. And then you leave. Now I'll tell you what was wow. written on the note. Then what was written on the note was, yes, this is me. You're supposed to go to this state. You're going to keep that meeting because this meeting is the one person that you can invest in and be a part of by showing what I've given you to invent. And this will help change the world. So, yes, you're going to the right place. He made him wait. This guy was halfway to his destination. He said, but when you get there, you go to the meeting with that man and everything will happen the way I have told you it would happen. And, and when I was leaving, I heard the man jump up out of his chair, begin to yell. And God said, you'll meet him one day. But what you just did was give him an answer he's been praying for for months. He said mm -hmm. he's made a great invention that will help the world. And he had all these other people that wanted to cheat him, steal him, or they weren't meant for good. And he said he had one more place to go to. And so he prayed, God, please let me know if this is the right place. Well, I was the answer because I said yes to God. I didn't know any of the other circumstances but that. And he, he wouldn't let me write my name on it. I wouldn't anyway. I had told him that was from God. That way he got his answer. I got to fulfill my thing, the, my uh, assignment that was given to me. God will begin to do things like that with you when you've given time to him to share with you about things he needs done. And you may not know the whole story until you get there. That's so good. And that leads to that. You kind of uh, answered that question a little bit. But the Lord um, told me that Sears will shift nations with what That's they right. see. Sears right. will shift nations with what you, they see. So you don't know when you get something in the spirit and you see something in the spirit, how much it's going to impact a nation, how much it's going to impact somebody's life. I mean, here you right. spoke into a man's life that was going to have an incredible invention. Sometimes you just don't know, but you're That's on right. assignment. Can you maybe share a vision that you've had where 
um, you saw something over a nation and what you what you had done with that and how you co-labored with what you saw in the spirit over a nation. I did see something and it was, um, well, actually I've seen over, over the nation. Well, in America, quite a few. Uh, yeah. You sent me here a lot. We have. In Canada, I have. In California, I have. In Rome, I have. So there's a, lo a lot of different places. In Reno, Nevada, there's been a lot of places. He would send me someone. He would show me this happening. Mm -hmm. He said, when you do this, this, and he would show me the resulting of what would happen. Up. So it was very major for, for God to do that. But the more you become, I don't want to say even used to it or familiar with it, you almost never come familiar with it. Yeah. But the more you understand the hand of God and how he operates, he's serious. He's really serious about what he shares with you. And I want to encourage you, no matter how simple he starts with you, you have to obey. I don't care. It's as simple as clean out your closet because it's been a mess for months. Go clean out your closet. It's a mess. He's not going to give you something else to do. He's not going to give you some big thing if you can't even do the small things. Mm -hmm. I want you to go over and see this person who's angry with you and let them know that you're okay. You're sorry. You know, if you did something, don't, don't blame them. That's the hard part. Don't blame the person. You tell them, I'm so sorry you were upset about something with me. I just want you to know God loves you. I'm here to pray for you. If you ever need help, please let me know. And then shake their hand, maybe even take them a gift and then leave. That is going to crack open, okay? That shell, that crust that they put around themselves that the enemy has built there to not even be open to God himself, that would begin to change them. But if you can't do that, how can he trust you to go share somebody who has created something to change the whole world? See, this is what I mean. You you walk and you progress in these things. And so it's yeah. really important. Another thing I saw was actually Italy changing. There'll be a time when Italy changes, when God pulls down the hierarchy of a certain church, uh, type mm -hmm. of church that's been going yeah. on, not doing very good things. And I, I knew God was going to judge it. And he said, in order for me to be able to judge it, you're going to go there and you're going to anoint with oil this property. And declare what I tell you to declare. So, and you know, when I did that, I saw the principality sitting over that place. You probably can guess what it is. Anyway, yeah. it was it was it was it was over that place. And so, when I did it, when I anointed it and declared over it that they would be free from that, that's when he opened my eyes. I saw the the principality. I saw two of the hosts standing there with swords. And when I declared it that they were going to be free. And they would at one point not even talk about um, the Mother Mary. There you go. They'd mm -hmm. be talking about Jesus Christ because great freedom was coming to that whole, uh, deno not denomination, religion is coming to it. But something had to happen first. And so when I declared those things after he showed me what's going to happen is freedom. And I saw a celebration in freedom. And then all of a sudden disappeared. And I commanded the host because of what God had given me to say to them. I commanded the host of heaven to pull down that principality. And let me tell you, and I had somebody with me that was from the area that had a legal right to speak to. God has a protocol, people. Don't just go after these big spirits and think you're going to pull them down. You might die. I'm just telling you, you can't do that uh, unless God sent you and he has a protocol to do that. So he had given me the protocol. You had to have someone from the area that lived there that was a, was a believer, strong believer, and they would be there with you to, to do this encounter and when I did that, and when they said, I stand also with her, 
as fun has the right to speak into this realm because of my I live here, I have property here. So therefore I'm agreeing with her to have this happen what God wants. Those two hosts turned around and grabbed that principality and threw him off, tore him off the throne, threw him like a piece of paper through the sky. When he did that, there were thousands behind him on little thrones and like a wave that just went after the one, the big one that was, so he's been unseated. That's going to mean freedom to Rome because of that, that happening to that whole area and those people that are there. God's going to, I know that doesn't look that way now. I don't care what it looks like right now. I know what God has said is going to happen and it will happen. So this is being a partner with God and what he wants to do in the earth. And people go, he doesn't need us. Yes, he does. He put us here to be over this earth. Right. That's why we're here. We're made in his image after his likeness. His likeness is how he operates. And he has a plan for this world. But he needs us to stand who belong to Jesus Christ to use what authority God has given us that Christ has shown us. We're, we're, we're being a part with him. It doesn't make us God. We'll never be him. But we are his sons and his daughters. And his purpose is to use us if we are willing to be used. And you say yes. Amen. And I was in that place that you're talking about just last uh, August, I believe it was. Yeah, last August. And when I went down into a place that was like a vault, I it was very interesting because I heard Secret City. It's a secret city of its own. And I felt like I was being watched with a zillion cameras on me. And yes. I, I knew immediately that, I mean, it's like an underground secret city of its own. And it felt like a strong, a demonic stronghold and a fortress right. of its own, too. So you just nailed it right there because, uh, yeah, I kind of saw that same thing. But it, I, it totally has been has been yeah. for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. There's going to become there will be there'll come a time when absolute freedom comes to that. Yes. And that will be destroyed and shut down. Amen. Well, I guess we uh, probably need to wrap up here um, in a few, but um, I would love for you, anything else you want to share before we close the show? And I would love for you to pray for the seer anointing for our viewers that the Lord would anoint them and equip them and increase the seer anointing because it's so important in this day, especially when, you know, you shared the importance of the seer gifting and Seers can shift nations with what they see. They can co-labor with the Lord. They can co-labor with angels with what they see. It's really vitally important, this gift yes. is. So I'd love for you to yes. pray for an increase. And for those who don't have it and have always wanted to see in the spirit to have that. Yes, and I want to encourage people. Um, God has even used children. Mm -hmm. I, have, uh, I have people who I'm related to that have younger children. They are, they are already operating in the prophetic. They're already operating in gifts that God has given them. This is a time because of what is coming. What is coming is not the end. What is coming is not the evil and wicked. You've been seeing that because God wants to fully expose all of it. Because of the greatness that's coming and the days that are coming, he doesn't want us to have to have to fight through all that. He doesn't want us to have to contend for things. There'll be a season where the contending will be almost nothing. You will walk into things that will feel like it's not real, but it's real. So you have to understand that God will put things like that in your soul to bring you joy and expectation. If you have expectation, let me tell you this before I pray. Yeah. There's two expectations. One is you expect the devil to beat you up and you expect him to do it every day. That is not a good thing. It will affect your soul. You don't want to do that. You can expect God to move on your half, bless you, help you in the, in the gifts that he's given you, help you in the journey he has given you. You can expect that. 
Did you know it even says in the book of Isaiah that David, when he was in the cave waiting, you know, he had to go through a lot of he was in the cave and he said, I wait with expectation for my God to move on my behalf. That would be a good thing for you to write down. I use that all the time. I wait with expectancy for my God to move. Stop saying how bad the devil is. Stop saying all the things he's doing. Stop making looking him great and, power and powerful. He's not. He's a ragweed, people. He's a ragweed who's been kicked out of heaven. All of his fallen, all of his fallen demonic are all fallen beings. You with the light and life of God, the blood of Christ over you, you get to rule with Jesus Christ. Don't give more attention to the devil. This is a big statement for now. God said in this now time, in my now time, you may talk about me, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the plans that I have that we're going to do, what's going to happen in this earth, according to the word of God. Talk about that. That's going to set you up for all the things God's prepared to give you and have you do for him. But now is the time he's talking about. He's not talking about 100 years from now, 50 years from now, 20 years from now. He's talking about now. God loves to do things when it looks really bad. But when God moves his hand, you begin to see things change like a wave coming over. You are going to know this is the now time of God. So, Father, right now, I just pray, God, over everybody watching right now. And I just impart to those who you have set up for this day, whose heart has been crying out. You have the seer anointing, a greater understanding. The seer anointing is given to help God do things he needs done. It isn't so you can look good or be special, although you are special because God's letting you do it. You pray for God to be a part of it with you. You don't do it for him. You do it with him. So right now, God, I just impart right now the seer anointing that you have given me to in a measure that you allow me to release to others right now Put your hands out front. Say, now, I want it now. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. Right now, I receive the seer anointing. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you start with a smaller measure, but I'm going to run after this as I run after you in Jesus' name to be a help and a hope for others. And for you, I give you permission to use me in that gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, that whirlwind's coming out of you. I feel it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Kat, thank you so much for joining us today. And please tell our viewers where they can get a hold of you and, yes. you know, visit your website and get your resources and all that. Yeah, my main website is revealingheaven.com. And you can go there and you can, our store is there, but there's a lot of interviews done by people there. There's also things that talk about what we do at One Quest. And then you can go to catcur.com which I call that as our spiritual platform for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to say whatever they want to say. You also will see testimonies in that place. It's the only place if you want to give online to me, you can only go to catcur.com, click on the treasure. You can become a monthly person, which we call our guardians in the guardian zone. And you can read about that. Or if you just want to give whenever you feel like it, God, I thank you, Lord, for for helping those who have, are our guardians. I stand in the gap for them, Father, for their protection, for their provision, for their supply, God. I stand in the gap for their, the revelation that you give them, Father. I thank you that they are so needed in this earth, those to support others who are doing the ministry, the work of the ministry. And let me tell you, whatever I operate in, whatever I achieve for God, you share a measure of that yourself because I may be doing the work, but I can't do that work without supply, 
So I thank you for that. Catcur.com is where you can go to do that. So you, you'll even see some of the things in the spirit that I've seen. Uh, there's art there that represents that. I think we finished upgrading revealingheaven.com. Now we're going to work on catgirl.com. I also have a podcast that we do all the time. Uh, I'm going to be beginning to do probably four a month with Steve now pretty soon. Revelation Realm is the name of our yeah. podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've this is our third season. I think that we've done that third season. But I'll be traveling more. I've already got things set up to travel. I'm going to be speaking on cruises. Um, still, God wants a sea base. That's what he calls it. He said, we're going to do a sea base. And that's when Royal Caribbean um, decided to go start doing those. So we're going to keep doing those. He said, I'm going to speak on the land, the sea, and the air. And that's what he's about to do. And Father, I pray for those that you've chosen in this time. If anything of the enemy has attacked them, if they've attacked them, if they attack them in sickness or, in, or else in confusion or else in fear, get out of them right now in Jesus name. I command you spirit, get out of them. You're not going to control them. You don't own them. You have nothing to do with them. No platform, no permission access denied to those people in Jesus name. I speak the wholeness of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ by his stripes. You were healed. I thank you God. No confusion. I send a spirit of clarity to every one of them. You're bringing them back to the right thinking, understanding in Jesus name. Be whole. Host, go with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Phew. Amen and amen to that. And we all and said amen. Cake can <laughs> celebrate. Yes. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll just do a quick plug here before we go. Um, we are launching a new show very soon called Elijah Force. And it's under the branch of Elijah Streams. And I will be hosting it. And we're going to go into the seer, gifting, discerning of spirits, prayer and intercession and stirring up the gifts and, you know, helping people manage it and increase. And we'll be taking some Q&A and doing a lot of fun things to help people grow and utilize their spiritual gifts. So we encourage you to watch that as we launch that very, very soon. Well, Kat, thank you for today. Thank you for um coming on and I, I got about an hour, I think. Wow. So awesome. <laughs> I don't think about time. I, I gave up thinking about time a long time ago. So yeah. um, I just know this when God says it's time to do something, that's when I do it. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for joining us everyone today and we will see you tomorrow. Steve will be back with Robin Bullock and you don't want to miss that. Oh no, all, don't miss Robin. <laughs> oh no, we all love Robin and can't wait to, you know, hear all he has to say. So join us tomorrow. Okay, everyone. Thanks again. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Have you ever been curious to follow the year according to the Jewish calendar? Introducing the Elijah Streams, Jerusalem, then and now 16-month Hebrew heritage calendar. Track your year in this Hebraic calendar featuring dates in both the Jewish and Gregorian calendar systems, weekly Torah and holiday readings, messianic prophecies and their fulfillments in the New Testament, beautiful photos of the Holy Land, and Hebrew learning materials made in Israel. Get yours today at ElijahShopper.com. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.